Hey everybody, this is Master Logan the Iron Skillet. Welcome back to another episode. To the left of me, I have Misha Tora Lane, T Klim TV on the boards, Bullwhip himself, Choices Whoa. Out Now, Brett the Hitman Johnson, and special guest DJ Alfie in the building. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Big whoops, big whoops. What up? I just I want to go on Hello. record and say this is uh, a long time coming. Um, we had an interview with Alfie. I think it was about a year ago. It was right around the time a late bloomer dropped. But mm -hmm. yep. we all couldn't be here, so Jet Johnson took over the reins and took lead on that interview. So I'm glad we can all get in here and do an actual Iron Skillet podcast and, and do my man off you right for this one. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Dude, Thanks for being yeah. here. You've been grinding. Hustling. Yeah. It's been a wild year, for sure. Wild year, to say the least. Um, I want to start at the beginning. Is that cool? Can we can we yeah, all start from for the beginning? Sure, for all right. Sure. So, what initially got you into music? Because like like back when we were in high school, I don't remember or recall you doing music. You might have, but you know, what I mean, like what what got you into it? When was it? You know, I've done it my whole life. Really? Since I can remember, my whole family's music. So uh -huh. it was just like natural to see an instrument and be drawn to it, and I always just messed around. I was actually just watching home videos today, me playing like a little drum set. Nice. Just always something I've been drawn to. I don't know if I just looked up to my dad in that way. Uh-huh. Um, What'd your pops do? He was Musically. a piano player. Okay. Yeah, he was in a lot of bands. He sang really well. And I always just try to mock him, like mm -hmm. on the piano. So, uh, you know, just my whole life of doing that, you eventually learn some things. We're like two minutes in, and you've already mentioned drums, piano, guitar. Mm -hmm. What don't you play? Um, I mean, that's pretty much all. I I play guitar, you know. Uh -huh. I can make drum sounds on the keyboard. But uh, play bass, obviously. I mean, that's almost the same it's thing easy. as guitar, yeah. If you can do one, you can do the other. Mm -hmm. Piano, I mean, I can mess around on piano, but I'm a guitar player. Is that the first, is that what you started with? Was I started with piano. Started with piano? Yeah. Does it... If when you learn how to play piano, does it make it easier to learn, like, chords and oh, keys yeah. on other instruments? Yeah, I feel like a piano is laid out. Mm -hmm. So, like, all your notes are laid out, and it just makes it easy to go from there to anything else. I feel it. Um, but I never really learned how to play piano, per se, like, by notes. I just kind of play what sounded good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then just got a guitar and did the same thing with that. And, I mean, what helps you really with instruments and not, if you don't really know what you're doing, is you can just kind of learn songs that you like. Yeah. And then you kind of pick that style up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then... You learn from there. I so. feel it. I feel it's kind of what I did. That's dope. Where did you have a band in high school? I feel like I don't know. Oh God, here we <laughs> go. I had a band in middle school. In middle school, yeah. I was just in the dark and didn't know nothing. <laughs> I was like, I, I gotta swear, hear this. I heard about you being in a band when you were younger. Seventh sure. grade, um, three-piece punk rock band. Uh, Underwater Fire was the name. <laughs> Underwater, Underwater Fire. I was at a. I was at a battle of the bands at the Sharando pool that you guys played at, I think. Right? That was us, yeah. Y'all yeah. played that? Played yeah. a few of those, Nice. Yeah. Were you guys doing original pe like music, or were you just doing covers? Originals. Oh, Strictly man. originals. Wow. Like, who was the singer? Me. You yeah. were the singer, too? Yeah. Awesome. Bruh. It was bad, dude. <laughs> I wonder it was what your, bad. I wonder what your songs Dark were like days. in, like, oh, seventh grade. They're online. They're on... They're on uh, MySpace. That's wild. If you can still bring that up, I don't know. Yeah. But it's all there. I mean, all this stuff we did, and it's it's terrible. Was it Fire Underwater? Underwater Fire. Underwater <laughs> We got fire. it from the that's internet. That's hard. That's... We, just, we looked up band names, and we were like, that's cool. Band name generator? <laughs> yeah. Who, and then, uh, like, we got 
made fun of a lot because it's kind of a, like a really corny name. But <laughs> nah, that's you know, cool. I kind of like it. Yeah. Who else was in there? It's the better than Jet Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who else was in your band with you? Um, my neighbor, Tyler, Tyler Rittenauer, and then uh, another buddy of mine, JJ Martinson, who has a band now called Ola Sweet, and they're they're cool. And it's my best friend. I mean, we still collaborate and stuff, but um, yeah, just us three. That's super lit. It was it was cool. I mean, we were like the only ones really doing that at the time. Yeah. I mean, so I think a lot of people were just like, "Oh, this is cool," even though it like sounded terrible. But, but isn't uh, it crazy how at the time you think it sounds great? Like mm-hmm. at the time you're like, "This is I'm going." Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun. That's, yeah. That's what matters. It's yeah. It's a lot of fun, and we played some shows. We were like playing every weekend for a while, so we felt like. Like rock stars, yeah. And um, <laughs> we played a battle of bands, and then like the scene at that time was like ska, punk, pop punk, like you know Blink One Eighty Two, that kind of stuff. And then it got like heavy, which we kind of got into that, mm-hmm. and we played some of that stuff at the battle of bands. We got like second place, but then we just we couldn't keep up with that. So I feel it. And I didn't play music like in public or like release anything until late bloomer that's a crazy break Mm. but i played that whole time it's just i didn't i was like i didn't put it out to the world just you know i remember in high school when you did um the talent show i think it was you did uh umbrella and killed that shit yeah i remember that i won an award for that actually yeah i won audience choice it was awesome that was the first time i ever saw you like play music and that was the first time i played in front of anybody so like I remember before that someone had stole my wallet backstage, and like these are all my friends that I'm doing this with, you know. Right. So I'm like, like who took my wallet? Yeah. And then I was like freaking out because I had to play in front of like my entire high school, which nobody even knew that I played. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was worth it. But that was the most nervous I've ever been. Was by that the, far. was that the same year that Kyle did his uh, his uh, ribbon? Same, yeah, that was ribbon, the same uh, show. His ribbon dance. <laughs> yeah, that was the same show. <laughs> it was funny. It's a hell of a show. Uh, Nick Bakos. Oh my yeah. god, that was so cringy. <laughs> he rapped "Lose Yourself." Oh my, I do. Oh, the whole place was cringing. They were I just think like, we were really drunk. He <laughs> showed up like really fucked. He was up. nervous, man. We were backstage, and I can play that on guitar. So we were practicing backstage, and he was doing fine, but. He got on stage. Yeah, the stage people will do it to you, man. <laughs> it was rough. That's crazy. That was, that was, that was, a, yeah, that was a good show. It's a crazy show, man. That's just, it was fun. It's completely different when you're practicing or you're just around friends, and then you hit that stage, and it's a whole different world. For sure. Whole different ball game. How do you – How do you? okay, so you've been playing a lot lately. Well, you know, more recently, since late, late bloomers dropped. How do you, you know – go about that and you know you're nervous or whatever like you just get up and play or i mean you gotta really prepare at home you gotta have everything just ready to go um which i'm not very good at that yeah being honest but i kind of just get up there and do my thing you know yeah and you told me you still get pretty nervous before shows right so nervous i mean it never goes away. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, it, I get here. nervous too. I think everyone does. Because it oh, matters yeah, to definitely. you. Yeah, I think that's matters. why. Like, it's like you in your in your purest form. Yeah. You know, other it, people are seeing that. You know, when you're used to being mm-hmm. in your basement doing that, mm-hmm. and then you bring it out to other people, it's like you're really vulnerable. So mm-hmm. breaking out of a show, yeah. like, so I always get nervous. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of times I do it, I don't even remember it. Really? Because I'm so like, no. You're caught into in the moment, or. Either that or just like really drunk. Or <laughs> that like, too. Let's go for it. It's been those times before, which isn't good. Oh, yeah. I don't play Badly. very well on, when I'm drunk. We've so. seen Jet. I know. End I wanted, up like that. I wanted to ask you. So, where did you go to? Did you go to Radford? I did. What did you go? Because I know, like, 
I've ran into you after college. You're really heavy in the music scene. Mm -hmm. What did you study there? And like, I feel like music. I heard I've heard that you guys were still, you know, throwing parties, bringing bands in. Like, how was music still a part of your life at that point in time? Um, I was probably barely playing. I mean, yeah. I just had very little space to do anything. So, I mean, I didn't have any recording equipment. For uh, a while, my freshman year, I didn't even have a guitar there. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like just not very active. Mm -hmm. And um, I regret that. You know, there's a great music scene in Radford. I mean, especially where I lived, like in the neighborhood, there was just a lot you could do. And um, I don't know. I think I was just more worried about schoolwork. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it just takes a lot of your time. And then I was working too. And then, you know, partying and That's stuff. Like it's a grind in, in itself. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's a classic college kid story. It is, but there's college kids who no, definitely you know, they do it like yeah. really well. So <laughs> you just gotta yeah. We had the the one show in y'all's basement. That's what I was, I was gonna, gonna ask because I yeah. feel like you guys yeah. were bringing still bringing people through to play music or try to share music in some way. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I just like I respected the music scene either in Radford or here. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, me and Brett go way back, and then, you know, Mike's from here. So it's like, let's have some Winchester guys come down here and play. And it was, like, the greatest party ever, man. We it like was built, like, stage. I was actually at that party. Fucking insane. It was, really it was so <laughs> cool. I mean, we had, like, a backstage, and they were, you know, back there before the show. Yeah, we were came just, out, like. They did their set. It was crazy because the basement was, like, seven feet tall. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was, and there was a platform too, wasn't there? A stage? Yeah. There was a stage. There was uh, two pallets that we put carpet over. And that was <laughs> uh, a stage. There you go. There you go. No, dude, it was like one of the most fun times of my life. Yeah, it was like movie, we just, movie stuff. Everyone was just like completely destroyed out of their minds. Everybody was drinking Bombay Going ham. Too. We we're like performing and like, just like a bunch of girls are like in front of the stage and uh, like. The homies, whoever, like, Tylen or whoever was on stage, just had a handle of fucking, like, tequila and was just pouring it <laughs> down the line. You're, like, oh, living the rock star life. Was <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm out of sure. here. I'm famous. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> and then we rap battled for a while. Yeah, I know. That's I think crazy. I was too faded by that point. It was like eight mile. That's yeah, that cool. That's, that's hilarious. It was so much. A lot fun. of eight mile references already. <laughs> Were you uh, studying anything that had to do with like music, or was it business? Like, yeah, I planned on using it for music. Um, I was a mu media studies, so okay. like production, you know, making videos and stuff, um, just making content and mm -hmm. studying up on that. And I always planned to use that for my my music and stuff. Um, which it has helped a lot, mm -hmm. but you know, I just uh, they train you for like professional like news yeah. kind of like, and um, they didn't really hone in on like artists or like the, you know like entertainment kind for of. For sure, it's more like news. So you ran the university radio, didn't you? I did, yeah, for a year. What was, was that like? That was amazing. That's the coolest thing probably I've done because. Um, it's a public station, so there's no really limits. I mean, you have so many licenses, so you can get away with playing pretty much whatever you want to play. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could have your own show, like, 7 o'clock at night, and just, like, play whatever you want to play. Had to be wow. edited, of course. Well, yeah, of course. Um, and then you, like, host it live. I mean, nothing is live yeah. in radio anymore. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of, like, nerve-wracking. You're, like, mixing right. in your music and you talking while you're live on air. That's funny. Two weeks ago, we had J-Law on, and we had the talk because he used to have a radio show at Shepherd University. Same concept, live yeah. and everything. It's a, yeah, an yeah. FM station and also, do it, yeah. dude, that's so cool you got to do that. And, you know, seeing the ins and outs of how 
radios run and like you said the license and everything like i feel like right there you got a leg up on the competition for sure and when i dropped late bloomer that's kind of what i did is i reached out to like music directors and stuff because what music directors do is they get dis- um, distributors that like mm-hmm. hand them the music and they say like oh we want you to play this mm-hmm. this is our top one top two and a music director would be like well that's cool but you know we don't really like that mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to play it if you don't want to but well, yeah. Food for thought, right there. That yeah. probably helped you a little bit towards like DJing and live performing because even though you're not in front of a crowd, but you're still doing it live mm-hmm. at or on the radio. So I'm sure in some aspects that might have helped a yeah, little bit. Yeah, adds to like that live. Yeah. Um, on the spot, you can't really fuck up, I guess, or at least you gotta adapt. Yeah, I fucked up many times. So <laughs> Just let you it get go. that out of the way, and then you don't <laughs> have to worry about it as much. Well, I mean, you hear him right now; he sounds like a natural on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> when um when you came back home from college, I know I ran into you. Did were you affiliated with one of the radio stations here ever locally? Because yeah. I feel like I ran into you downtown, and mm-hmm. you were like, I don't know if you worked for them, but I like, yeah, yeah, part time for iHeartMedia. That's awesome. Winchester, yeah, that's it's a lot of fun. I love those guys. Yeah, they're so smart. They uh they teach me a lot too. I learn a lot from them, and um kind of learn the ins and the outs of the industry there too. So that helps. How did that? So how did that come about? Like, do you, were you just like reaching out, like trying to? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, I graduated and mm-hmm. um, reached out to them, and they just happened to be looking for a part timer, so they brought me on. I was super excited. Yeah. Been there for five years, about. That's so. super lit. Yeah. What cool. do you? What do you? Well, my bad. <laughs> what uh? What type of stuff do you do like with within that? Everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not really on the air, which is cool. Um, I kind of prefer it that way, but I do a lot of programming, you know, the kind of the stuff you're hearing all day long, Mm -hmm. I'm helping put that stuff in there together. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll run like a, a 30 second spot commercial, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, do a voiceover for that. Do a lot of the events. That's why you like see me down in the mall for events and stuff. Mm -hmm. We just kind of stand there and we're just out there the way people got us in their minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's super lit. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. I like it. I want to bring up, so it was about a year ago, Alfie um, opened for Nappy Roots at Brightbox, and me and Trav got to cover it, and I thought it was one of the, it was the, one of the most inspiring performances for me because of the way he performed it. So he literally, it was just one man band up there, and he he made the drum loop, looped it, and then picked up the guitar, played over the drum loop he just made, which these are all original songs, yeah. by the way. And then he would sing. And it just blew my mind that he literally just made a song on stage. And and maybe a quarter of the crowd even knew what he was doing and how technical it was. And I got to give you props, bro. Like, Thank you. What, what made you want to take your live performance in that direction like i know you're a one-man band up there and you know there's only so many ways you can do it like you could have literally just played the drum track but what made you want to uh go about it in that aspect i feel like if i can do it then i should do it um just to i mean i don't know it's just like i can Mm -hmm. do it so yeah why not i'm gonna go up there i could do the drum beat real quick Mm -hmm. i mean don't get me wrong it's like you know it takes a lot of hard work yeah i mean preparation it's 
and it's I would rather not do it. I mean, I'd rather just have like my backtrack. And yeah, just push along. play and go. Yeah, but I mean, I just uh, that's at the time that's the way I, like I knew how to do it mm-hmm. and to put on a good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes the live experience yeah. way better for the viewer because you're they're seeing you do it. You know, you're not just hitting play and right. then like doing it. You're they're watching yeah. you build it. You know, so I mean to compare that to like a DJ, you go watch a DJ. I mean. You're not really sure what he's doing. If you don't know how to DJ, true, which I don't really know how, but I, I mean, I go to like see a DJ. I'm like, well, what is he really doing up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is he just like messing around, like pressing play? I always wonder, like, they're just like, like <laughs> yeah. twisting knobs. I'm like, what knobs are you twisting? Because I don't hear anything changing. <laughs> and like, I'm sure that they're really doing what you hear. I'm yeah. sure they're doing all of that. But I just think it's cool to put like it's part of the the draw. Like you want to impress people. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing. Is I mean, I don't want to just get on, like, when I play acoustic shows, it's like, yeah, that's fun, and it's cool, but I feel like it's just very mediocre. Right. So, like, what you want to do is you really want to impress people to mm-hmm. make them want to come back and see you mm-hmm. or listen to you online, and it seems like it works. I mean... For sure. Oh, and yeah. It's just, like, more a lot aspect, of dynamics yeah. to the yeah. performance, so... It's way more, like, a lot more aspects to it. I'm I not guess gonna... I won't say anybody can get up there and play guitar and sing, but... Not everyone can get up there and just like build a fucking track and then Facts. lay the guitar and then sing and it's like that Mark Rebier dude who's for sure does that crazy stuff. Yeah, a lot of people do it and they do it so well. Yeah, and looping and it's really cool to see. I mean, you know, you always watch it when it's mm-hmm. there. So, well, I was a fan before that, but you really won me over with that live performance, and I like, I was like, Trav. Do you see what he's doing up there? Like, <laughs> he literally just made that drum pattern and is playing behind him. Like, and you haven't been to an Alfie show yet, have you? <laughs> Bruh, like, I, you know what? I think that was my first time seeing you live was that because I've been to places where you were DJing but not actually performing, and that mm-hmm. just blew me away. Thank you. Appreciate it. Very that. little artists out there do that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I listened to your project, which we'll definitely talk about specifically, but I listened to your project on Spotify. Loved it. Knew you were super talented. Went to see you play at uh, 147, and I was, like, shook a little bit. I was like, dang, like, Mike is super talented. Thank you. You Thank know you. what I mean? And I think the the thing that's really great about you live is that it just it seems like you're not trying too hard. You're not mm-hmm. forcing anything. Yeah. You're just up there doing your thing and kind of in your own little zone, and that makes it a lot easier also to kind of, like, feed into the performance because it's so authentic does that right. make sense yeah, yeah yeah, i appreciate that yeah i mean so. i uh i'm glad to hear you say that just because like when i'm there just with my guitar i just feel like i could do so much more and it just gets kind of boring i mean just a guy and his guitar but um yeah i mean comparing the live to the record which i've got a lot of feedback on that like i've kind of put myself behind the music a lot on the record probably just because i was like afraid to project myself a little more mm-hmm. which i will definitely do on the next rec- record hopefully and then live i don't know man i just get up there and just do it mm-hmm. it's weird i don't know there's one record <clears throat> on i and this this is with a lot of artists sometimes you'll hear them live and you'll be like oh they did that way better on the record or oh they did this one better live but there was one song and i can't remember off top but i heard it live and i was like damn i like his live version better than the record and hopefully it comes to me before the end of this i don't even know if you should say thank you i don't know if that's a good compliment or not but yeah (laughs) i I guess that is a good compliment because it sounded live or good live but um 
But yeah, I really let, let's dive into late bloomer. For sure. I was going to ask you because that's a huge gap of time. Yeah. And like what made you feel like it was time for you to share share your art with the world? Cuz like I know that can be scary, but was it just like this stuff is, that I'm making is like I'm super proud of it? Like what were you what was going through your head when you're like I'm yeah. putting this out? Yeah, I would say that. I was like comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. It was finally something that I could be like, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. And I could put this out and like be okay with it mm-hmm. and not really care what other people think about it. Um, and I, I think it's just like maturity. I mean, you're just like, oh, I don't want people to hear me sing. Like, and then you just start to think about it. You're like, why? Like, who cares? <clears throat> I mean, if that's what you like to do, then let other people see you do it. For sure. Um, but yeah, I just finally got like to the point where I was ready in all aspects like maturity i had the right space like i had all the things i would need to like be comfortable doing it and i recorded april 2nd first thing i ever did when i got everything and i was like this is okay it's kind of cool um and then like i went back and listened to it a little bit later i was like all right it's time to do this Mm -hmm. so yeah just went with it you know that's a lot of people's uh like favorite track on the record that i come across i mean there's they're all good to me Oh, I got a chance of hearing Settle Down, obviously, early. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I have to come on this. Like, Yeah. And uh, and you did. <laughs> Gross. Killed it, dude. Sound yeah. like I, I didn't mean come in that way. Sorry, guys. You had to come. <laughs> yeah, had to you come. had to bring your A game, Brett. Bring your A game. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember when I got it, I was just like, I think I should, because you know Hayden Miles, but uh, he's like just big critic. So every time I have something or i want to show him something i show him because he'll just i've known him for so long and he'll be like this sucks dick or this is awesome i was like listen to this thing that uh, mike optoff sent me or whatever and he's just like mind blown and he's never like that he'll shit on anyone really fast <laughs> and uh from there yeah, yeah so uh, yeah from there i just what does he think about um where dreams die man <laughs> we'll get into it in okay, like okay. 10 minutes yeah for sure but i also sent that to uh the video and the song to him early just so right I don't know, he's like my like balance because i'm like i don't know if this is great or if this is just average well he, you need somebody to share and he like lays it on with but yeah honestly listening to late bloomer i was blown away i mean you did it pretty much in your basement right mm-hmm. so, we're all were all the songs written already no it was purely like a go into the studio and make music. Now, all the songs that were there were, if not like nothing, they were like on my phone, just right. like me and a guitar, and then took it from there and made it in, into music. Um, but yeah, it was like a studio project, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't always have to be that way. But right. I was gonna ask you about your process, because you do so much, like you play, you know, mm-hmm. everything that you did, you built it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when you're writing a song, is there a certain process you have or you're just like have an idea and go there's, with it? Yeah, there's a couple different. I mean, it usually starts with me and a guitar. I mean, yeah. always. Um, sometimes I can start with a drum beat. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as late bloomer goes, mm-hmm. like a lot of them songs I had been messing with for years. They've been floating around for years. And um, you just collect them. That's kind of why like it all came together really fast it's just because i already had those ideas yeah um but yeah i'm that's the process is me and a guitar mess with it record it i mean add drums it's it's different every time i would think 
just whatever you're whatever you're feeling always lyrics last pretty much yeah like, i mean yeah. yeah vocal melody kind of like gibberish on the track just finding like a vibe and then whatever whatever yeah. that song feels like you can like dig in and be like what does this make me feel like what does it make me think mm -hmm. of like a memory and then you have to go back to that memory and like really put yourself in that situation mm -hmm. to bring out like you know a real song mm -hmm. while at the same time like making something that's marketable or i mean in any way like almost like a product so mm -hmm. it's you know and you can do purely the way that you feel or you can do purely a product mm -hmm. or you can be like somewhere in between which is a good place to be i think yeah mm -hmm. keeps it real i got a couple things i want to say and ask about uh late bloomer um so the settle down track mm -hmm. it is rumored that jet scrapped at least one verse had to rewrite uh, it all is that is that fact you kept it in your wallet <laughs> he kept his own verse in his wallet this might be the one of the uh we're getting the exclusive oh, here so on the iron skillet podcast jet just pulled out his wallet i'm glad you said that and unfolded a notebook yeah, this is scrapped um all of this is scrapped this is a whole different verse and then this was like a start of another verse. If you guys are listening on a streaming scrap. platforms, Jet just pulled out a piece of paper from his wallet, this and it is, is actually the scrapped old. verse of Settle Down. Yeah. Holy shit. It's probably worth millions. <laughs> wow. We got to frame that. That is the. I forgot it was in my wallet until so you said it. I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, he still had mint. this safe yeah. wallet. You keep better keep mint. it in there, bro. That's where dreams die. This, I mean, we never even used uh, never Brett's, used it. Brett's wallet is where verses die. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yo, that's crazy yeah, he had crazy. that. That was not planned, by the way. Yeah. That um, is weird. So, so it was rewritten. I remember you telling me that when you showed that's it. That's 500 bucks. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 500 bucks. I don't want it. For the verse. I'll give you 37 cents for it. <laughs> All right. Was, yeah, that's been in there for. I want to know. Shit. I also want to know what your favorite track off Late Bloomer is, Alfie. Ooh, good question. That's tough, man. Like favorite? It could be the deepest. It could be, you know, what I mean, the funnest, or you know, what or would you like to play most? It changes. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't really listen to it that much like I used to. But um, you probably listen to your head in your head without even having to listen to it. Yeah. Sometimes I go in the basement and like play it. Play around with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think 50-50 might be my favorite. Bang, bang. It's grown on me a lot. Um, love 50-50. I love, uh, sorry, I'm cutting you off. No, I love you're good. Palm and aloe a lot. Wow. I get, that's, that's crazy that I get a lot of people that say that's their favorite song. Wow. Um, I'm just like, that's so weird. I mean, it's like. I love, I love Settle Down, obviously, because I'm on it, but I just like shelf it because I'm on it. Not saying it's bad, Settle but like down when bang, I think bang. when I think about like my favorite, I'm like, I need to dig deeper into this. <laughs> and like, I think they're all really good though. April second's really cool because it's like, it's like a double track. Yeah, mm -hmm. it like flips in, in like half. It's also of the seven track. minutes long. Yeah, it's a long one. Yeah, no, yeah. but it's it awesome. It, it felt like a journey when when I first heard it. I was like, oh shit! And it sounded like it was like coming to an end, and then it just completely flipped to a whole different side of it. It was really cool. Thank you. But they're all really good. Um, yeah. The other question, kind of, kind of a question. I, I thought it was cool that you had two songs on there called "Sun," but one is "Sun S O N" and the other is "S U N." I thought that was pretty cool. Did you? Um, it just happened like that, probably. I think I really fucked that up. Really? People mm -hmm. are like, "I like Sun," and I'm uh -huh. like, 
Which one? Which one? <laughs> and then they gotta like spell it. I'm like, that was so dumb. Why the fuck did I do that? Um, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oh, are you? I had people tell me they don't like that song. I'm like, which one? Yeah, which, which one? one? <laughs> and he put them back to back. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. But whatever. You know, I didn't expect people to listen to the last part of the album because it's, it's way different, mm-hmm. um, that part of the album. And the sun, the S-O-N is really, um, it's deep, but like the, I guess I'm not trying to hack on you, but the quality is like. It sounds like a little muffled. Oh, the mixing like, is terrible. And you were like, because I don't, I remember talking to you. You're like, I love this song, and I that's one of my favorite songs. It's probably my top three favorite songs. But you're like, I fucked it up. <laughs> Same with Palm and Aloe. There's a lot of timing issues yeah. in the end. Uh, but it's really good. And and that's probably why I like Fifty Fifty so much. It's either that or Fruitless. My f- yeah, my because uh, there's less flaws in, just, in your it mind. Sounds better. But I honestly like if it was a purely clean. A million dollar studio record album i would still love it but i love it because it has these like small imperfection and flaws in it and i'm like obviously i've known you forever but it's like oh this dude's human like he's fucking oh yeah i can like picture you in your basement just like fucking like creating and jamming out and that makes it better for me at least that's the beauty of old music too yeah you can listen to old music and you hear like little mistakes yeah or just like crackles just just makes it more relatable yeah Mm -hmm. it's like that needs to come back i think it does because now everything's so polished and that that's your expectation everything is perfectly lined up everything is perfect so go back back to analog and four tracks that's all you got a couple months ago uh we did the coat drive which alfie appreciate you coming out and actually performing for it but we did the the drop off me trav and alfie and he mentioned wanting to uh remix not remix but you know re-engineer and Mm re-release late bloomer with a different sound and you know updating some sounds and this and that so you know maybe that'll be coming in the coming years it might be a while might be a little (laughs) bit like a bunch of money the 10th anniversary (laughs) or something hire like you know some engineers to come in and like fix it i think it's good no i think it's good Lo-fi. That imp- that imperfection in it is like the best part to me. Like it wanted- probably ticks pe- pe- some people off who are like don't know music or in- like anything like mm-hmm. that, and they're probably like, "Why does it sound like this?" But to me, I'm like, I know the feeling. Like, <laughs> I know how to d- like. I know what is in his head. Like, mm-hmm. I, to me, it just makes it that much better. Appreciate that. But I'm a weirdo. Well, that's who you want to appeal to. People who really like respect it and understand yeah, exactly. it. I mean, that's all you can care about. Yeah. Like not someone who listens to 98.3 every day. In their yeah. Life. And I just wanted it to be something <laughs> that only I touched. Like nobody. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for your yeah, verse. Yeah. But like I wanted it to be completely me. That way I could just say that. Like this is what I can do. And nobody else touching it. Yeah. So. I was stoked to be on it. I mean, I think I've hit you up several times before. and We just never ended up making something and then i didn't even know what to expect because you were like i think you told me you're like i got like three different songs i might you might be able to get on and I, you sent that one and i was like instantly like i yeah this is the one like i don't know i was just i hadn't heard music from you because i listened to all that underwater fire like i listened <laughs> he's to, like i listened to it you it's put out um something different it's way different what's the song that you put out before <sighs> i dropped a single a single it was uh fruitless fruitless yes Mm -hmm. and i was like blown away by it but i think i like reposted and hit you up and i was like this is super dope but i had no clue that you're gonna drop like a whole project i just remember being super stoked when i was listening to it. i was like this is like 
different. It's refreshing when you hear something different and like you know the person and they're from the same. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. upbringing and it's just i don't know the whole thing was cool experience it is cool just to be i mean all of us you know we yeah. all do that and it's cool to to hear everybody's work and yeah. that's just, the best thing about it i mean it doesn't matter how big it gets or where it goes it's like us as a community we can all just appreciate it and you can say you did it yeah oh dude you know? this is like a milestone around here like it is. Late bloomer will go down in history I for think, whatever it is, you know? I think another thing to, like, keep that I want to make sure I, like, give you props on is, like, great musician, but you also support so many other people's art. You know what I mean? Got like, mm-hmm. go out of your way to, like, let, if I drop a song, like, hit me up and be like, yo, this was dope. And, like, that goes so far. It does. Yeah. And, like, built a playlist just for the people in Winchester who make mm-hmm. music to try to that shine cool. light on that. Like, that's... That's huge, and that's a big deal, and I feel like I definitely want to make sure that I give you props for that because it goes a long way. It means a lot to me for sure. It's just building a community, and when you do that and you become really close and you start being really creative with each other, other people on the outside kind of look at that as like, oh, man, like I'm going to pay attention to these guys. Like This is really cool. You know, just the companionship and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that's always a draw for people, and um, I think that's always – a draw for anybody i mean look at all the groups that come out and do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you just stick to it and yeah it's a beautiful thing to see so sure. and positivity it's, sells you know like yeah you have to build it and obvi- there's been so much hate there's always hate everywhere but like i feel like finally the this area is starting to come together and like i like to think that we're like a main glue absolutely uh, props to you guys and ju- i mean there's so many people to Hey, like you're outs- taking part in this too, Alfie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's so yeah. many people outside that do different things, whether it's artists, photographers, or mm-hmm. whatever. We try and bring in pretty much everybody. It doesn't really matter if you make country to rap or whatever. But I think that's what we need to keep doing as a community and bring people together. Like the hater shit is whack as hell. Like if I, you don't like something, mm-hmm. you don't need to hate on it. Or you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it is what it is. I do feel like over the past couple years, like people have been coming together and working together and supporting each other more than like 10 yeah. years ago. Like you said, everybody was hating. It was a competition. Bro. We was on one side of the bridge with the 540 and you got the zoo on the other side. Like, yeah, we're literally two minutes away from each other and we're like, wow, we're, we're doing ours. But it was, it was all love though, because it was like, we rocked with each other. Yeah. We'd feature for each other, but it was still like a competition. Like I'm trying to be better than them. But where it is now is like, it's everybody's trying to put out their best content, of course, because they want to sound better. But everybody is like supporting and sharing and promoting, and it's uh, it feels uh, it's a mutual respect. Yes, like, there's a lot more mutual respect nowadays. And being an artist, you know what an artist goes through and does, so mm-hmm. it's it's that much easier to support and be able to respect their craft. Facts. So I mentioned Alfie. Um, came out and performed at the coat drive he was also at our uh bright future no he was no. at the bright futures or not bright futures bright box mm-hmm. um we box. did the bedding essentials yep. and and coat or yep bedding essentials air mattresses yeah we did all that, that so yo you came out showed love the coat drive at 147 and we did the mm-hmm. coat drive at 147 you we were main, i mean you were the main bright part box. of that because you got us that you that's kind of my crowd yeah. but i mean 
We had that was like our real first. We, yeah, we had a real good turnout for that man. It was a lot of fun. Like oh, real first event. So much like, fun when we do those. I miss them now that we're in like quarantine. I'm like, damn, I just want to do some like. You just want to carry a coach to the car? Pencil drive. Oh. <laughs> pencil drive. Yeah, your racer drive. Shoelace drive. Anything. You know, this would be our fourth year for our back to school drive. We have. Uh, during July or August, and we're hoping to have it, and we hope that you could come out absolutely and be a part of it and perform because um, we had big plans, and we're just hoping all this gets lifted in time and we can still make it happen. So that would be dope. Absolutely. Could, uh, all my gigs are canceled. <laughs> I'm out of work, man. So I'll take it, dude. Big whoa. Big whoa. We'll pay you in beer. Yes, it will pay you. <laughs> pay me in uh Anything. We'll pay anything. Food. We yeah. got food. Try pay me in Wendy's we for the video, man. I was more than happy to accept that. I was yeah, like, always pay me in food. I'll do anything. So what are you? Uh, anything. What's going on? You got anything else? Or? I got a lot. Go well, ahead. I'm just saying, like, what? What's next for all of you? Like, what? What do you? I mean, obviously it's a crazy time in the world, so everything's kind of unpredictable at this point. Don't know when shit's gonna open up, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the quarantine. It's weird because I, f I felt like the quarantine would really just set me off to do a bunch of work and really hone in, but it hasn't. It's like I've had so many things that I wanted to catch up on and, like, work on that I've kind of been worried about that too just to kind of get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, but this next – I want to do an album, like get in the studio and do everything, make it sound really good. Um, you know, you got to have some help with that. Yeah, so I got no problem with that. But I've been doing a lot of, like, studying too – because I want to be much better. I mean, I want to be able to just do unlimited. I just want to, like, put myself through my music mm -hmm. and have that be unlimited. Yeah. Because the more you know about something, the more you can do it, like, efficiently. Be able to, yeah, like, yeah. Swiss Army knife, like, someone be like, hey, do this. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, yeah, I can do that, do that. Do yeah, that. I just want to get better. I mean, uh, yeah, put out Late Bloomer. I had good feedback. So the next thing I want it to be way better. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's, that's what you got to do. Yep. Yeah, it's a regular, yeah. So I've just been studying i've been trying to learn music theory and stuff and studying other artists just because you're not writing and recording music at the time doesn't mean you're getting you're not getting farther in you know your craft right. and mm -hmm. sharpening your skills like you said you've been doing research learning what other people are doing this and that like those are huge steps That's that a huge some people thing. don't take just yeah. listen to music man listen to what's coming out it's like you're watching film yeah like, you know and, what I'm saying? like preparing like and not steal things, but just if you like something, yeah. like, oh, I like this vibe, you know, yeah. and Maybe. how's he doing this yeah. or, you know. That's the beautiful thing about music. It's so inspiring. It is. And it's just a it's just a wave. Mm -hmm. And you just ride the wave. I mean. That's it. And everybody's a part of it. It's a universal language. You know, you we can all sit here and listen to something and know who that person is mm -hmm. to a certain extent mm -hmm. just based on the music. Yep. Yeah. So we and we could all we all come from different backgrounds too. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm -hmm. Respect. Well, talking about waves, it seems that you and Jet Johnson have created a new wave that has come to land in the form of "Where Dreams Die." Let's get some insight and some background on how how this happened. Jet, uh, I'd like your take first. I don't know. Just being normal, dumb Jet in the studio. <laughs> you found nah, a beat. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Found a beat. I just wrote a song, and uh, I sang on the like chorus, like partially, I guess, or like yeah, harmonized, harmonized, I guess. And I was like, man, we had already done settle down. It had so much love, and like 
it was just easy for us to make that song, even though we weren't together for either of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, he came through and laid for, but we weren't together for the first one, but it almost sounded like we were together in the same spot mm-hmm. and like recorded it. But I can't sing that great. And obviously he's a great musician and can sing and play guitar and do all these other things. So I hit him up and was like, come through. I'd already wrote the verses and the hook, pretty much laid down the whole song. Yeah, it was but, easy. Uh, yeah, Did all the work. Told him to come through, and it was just like, lay it down. We laid it. We laid like something down, like a rough version. And we were trying to figure out just like the ins and outs, like the ad libs and echoes and stuff like that. And we kind of just like came to a halt for like that night. And he was like, send it to me. I'll go fuck around with it. And I told him like, at the end of the beat, like rip a solo. And he's like, yeah, hey, I can do that. Whatever. A couple days later, maybe I don't know how long it was. He sent it back and. Bang bang. <laughs> bang, bang! It was, it was fire. It's so much fun. Like, so many people hit me up like, "Me, yeah, you guys need to make an album. Like, you need to do all <laughs> That's this." That's an shit. idea. Yeah, Facts. Facts. I think we really could. But um, it's all organic. Like, like he said earlier, like I've known him forever. We may, may have never been like you know like super close or anything, but I've we were literally on the same little league football team when we were like fucking eight. Yeah, or something oh, that's like history. that. Like. And I mean, you're a year younger than us, or well, than yeah, us or me and Travis. But yeah, we've always known each other old. and just cool with each other. We all know the same people. I don't know. It was just organic. I don't yeah, really know yeah. how to explain it. You could hear it in the music. Yeah, we just did it. He f- sent it back to me. I probably sat on it for like another month, maybe, and just kind of tweaked it you out. You did sit on it for Way a little bit. Kind of, <laughs> tw- yeah. Tweaked, That's okay. I kind of yeah. tweaked it out and just like listened to it eight million times. And then I found this mansion, this abandoned mansion online, and was like, I don't put shit out often. So we, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, we. It was awesome. We, a lot of people ask me where that is. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was blindfolded <laughs> on the way there. They put a bag over my head and dragged me in. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. It was cool that we were shooting a video, but I would have just went there to go like yeah. walk around. Oh, yeah. Like it was so much fun. We were only there for like two hours. I mean, it was a bitch to get inside there. I saw the bat behind the scenes footage of you guys walking through like, like all those bushes. And bamboo forest. Yeah, yeah. Fucking bamboo it looked like yeah, a that was struggle. a lot of fun. But yeah, we put that out yesterday. And I was doing pretty good it's so doing far. Good. You pulled you pulled Jed out of retirement. I know, right? It's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> oh, he pulled himself out. You know, he's, he's been working, man. He's, yeah. he's ready. I, I got tons of stuff. I'm excited. I was about sure. to say, he tried to pull him out for the 147 show, and Jed wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting up there DJing for Alfie while he's performing, and I'm like, Jed, felt bad. yo. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> he's like, I couldn't do it. But no, back to where dreams die. It was a, a crazy concept. It was a crazy song. And then Alfie comes through and lays yeah. guitar tracks behind the hook. The did he lay something behind the second verse? No, he did. He did lay something was, behind the first verse, but we didn't just me up, being like stingy. Yeah. I was like, I don't want that. No offense to him or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just stingy. But uh, he laid guitar behind the hook, and he did the, the hook and the echoes, and then That's he did the was. solo yep. and. I don't know, it's fire. Yeah. A lot of people have reached out to me and just, like, my grandmother, like, messaged me, like, <laughs> an old woman. It was like, <laughs> I listened to your new song. The, It's great, and 
the lyrics are very strong and powerful and like I, i'm obviously saying like fuck and stuff like that like not i think i say it once but like sold drugs and like but mind you this woman sent me a bible on my birthday like a month ago <laughs> yeah i love you grandma <laughs> but it was just cool to be like For doesn't her. matter what i'm saying or the context of it that someone can just take that and be like i can understand and like i this is good and you know it was just cool to like weird because i don't think anyone like that has really reached out to me before and yeah so many people have hit me up about his solo and being like oh, that's what i was going to get to hayden um i sent it to him and him and his girlfriend are just like completely blown away like last week and they listen listen to it like a th- like a hundred times they said in one night and i was just like all right this is time to yeah 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 i mean if grandma likes it then you're gold <laughs> yeah, yeah. What i'm saying you know? uh yeah my dad loved my dad reached out to me just you know it's pretty good when some old heads hit you up yeah for sure <laughs> and like it, they reach out and they say it's good I mean, so. I think, like, the theme of the song is so relatable to... I'm sure it's relatable to everybody, but I think we all know, like, people or have experienced, like, wanting to get to a certain point in your life, but not being there yet and just being frustrated and then having to kind of settle. And that's kind of what I hear you talk about. And, like, the line, the line that gets me is, like, when you're talking about, like, four year degrees got your money on freeze i'm like mm. yep let me tell you yeah, how i've been to school hardest. for six years <laughs> yeah. and it literally it's is sucks. <laughs> you know like and painting that picture is so relatable you know like i feel that i'm like damn yeah it really is like that you know um and then him coming in and like just he, layering that he added that the, like, the icing like yeah the song was good and i was like this needs more like um this needs something and it's obviously more of a laid-back song like kind of serious it's not anything like crazy and i mean just hit him up and he did the damn thing and did the solo at the end and then we did the video i don't know it had it kind of feels like a blur like i don't know well it all happened 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 the way it was supposed to it happened really quickly and it was just good time i'm glad you hopped on it man Mm -hmm. dude it was awesome it's awesome we're trying to promote it right now so go listen to it yeah Yeah, check it out all streaming. Listen to it a couple times. Yeah. This podcast sure. is not about me, though. It's about the man sure it is. to the left of me. Where Yo, can they find you at? Uh, it's not my podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Jed Johnson everywhere. He said, hey. Just Google it. Yeah, just It'll be number it. one. No. Find where the wild things are. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so if you could shoot, like, were you happy with uh, Settle Down, or would you, like, have preferred a different song, like a different beat? That I sent you. Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. I so was like, like, Settle Down was like the one you would want to get on if you listened to it? Well, you only sent me one. I think you said, like, I have three different ones, and then you sent me one, which, like, wasn't bad. But when I heard it, I'd been drinking at Hayden's for copious hours <laughs> and amounts of alcohol. And in the morning, I was like, oh, Mike sent me. And we are like, on the porch, like, probably drinking again to try and not be hungover. And I'm like, let me play this. Like, get the Bluetooth speaker. And, like, we just played it. You had, like, like a rough version of it or whatever. And we played it, and, like, there's probably three or four people with us, and everyone's just kind of sitting there like, whoa. 
And then I got nervous. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I have to really, <laughs> I like, gotta bring my A game. Bring my A game. <laughs> like, so that oh, was the fuck. one, though. Like, that's the one song. Because I thought so. I'm like, this is. No, that was the perfect, like, because right, cool. I hear them all, and, like, I'm sure I could rap on all of them, obviously. Like, you know what I'm saying? Find a way. Find a way to rap on all yeah. of them. But, like, that was the one that made the most sense to me when I hear. And it's just really, like, laid back. Like, the beat is just, like, I don't know. But I, I, that's it. Took me forever to fucking finish it. I, I sent you the final version like five days before you I dropped remember, it. I remember him running in the studio like I gotta send this shit to Mike. <laughs> like oh, freaking yeah, out. Right, right. <laughs> like five. You were like I'm dropping this next week. Like, can you send this back to me? And I'm like, look, like this is a completely unused verse. <laughs> There's probably way more in my phone. Like, yeah, it probably took me that. three or four different. Fucking I just figured versus. if you didn't have it ready then I would just drop a remix with you on it. I know and I didn't want that because I was like, Man, I'll be super unreliable if I <laughs> someone sends me a song. And it took like over a month for me to like finish it. But yeah, but it, it came, came together. Came and out great. I wish we did a yeah, video to that too. That'd be cool. I was about to say, like, when are we shooting that? It's fucking <laughs> hot. Should it, uh, should we? I mean, I feel like it's too late. No, no. it's never why, too late. Why would it be too late? Didn't Elton John just come out with videos for songs that he did in the 70s? He's also Elton John. <laughs> All right, well, that's awful. <laughs> no, right well, there. we did, we did Thankful a year later. Did yeah. you? Yep. Yeah. Damn, Thankful was that old? We yeah. recorded Thankful, we dropped it on Thanksgiving. The next year, we shot the video for it. I don't know. Wow. I, let's just leave it. Like, me and Mike are going to keep collaborating Creating. and making stuff. It's just organic. Like, we're friends. I don't know. I don't feel like we need to go backwards, you know. For sure. Like, not saying that's a bad thing, but like, I agree just, with you. Yeah, like we're just gonna keep been asking for a video for stuff. I'm like, it's yeah. probably too late. I mean, yeah, it's been over a year. People were probably tired of it. Yeah. So, this was your first video, wasn't it? It was. How yeah. was that experience? Because I remember talking to you about like visuals and stuff. Because I knew you hadn't made any. So, how was that experience? Like first was, music video. It was weird. I mean, I'm like, what do I do? You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's you know, it's fine. I'm, Travis, easy, I'm easy to work with, right? Travis yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah he it's, does all the work. So it was pretty much like you just performing. Like you yeah. had a guitar and mm -hmm. shit. It's not like we were asking you to be like. <laughs> well, me and, I'm the dumbass who had to do all that. Like, <laughs> well, we went. In, we went, crawled into the place first, and then we had to go back out to get the guitar. So then me and Mike went back by ourselves to finish the shooting. It. Yeah. So Brett was outside smoking cigarettes. <laughs> no, because I had. We had to hop down this like, I don't know. It was probably like a Sketchy. fourteen foot wall, six or seven foot wall to like. The whole setup was just like fuck, sketchy, like, <laughs> and it was hard. raining. It yeah. was hard work. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it was worth it. And I, we were there already, so I was like, I don't give a fuck if I have to break down a wall in this bitch <laughs> or like getting you, in. Get in. Kool Aid, because it was easy. To, it was easy to get into the. Well, it wasn't easy, but it was easier to easier to get into the tennis court. Is the separate tennis court? Mm -hmm. This guy was a baller, apparently. But we did that, and then we came back out, and we were kind of like. There was a certain entrance into the pool, but it was like a, it was like where all the fucking like water heater and all that shit was for the pool. Yeah. I don't know. It was like a weird spot and you could not get the fucking bamboo sticks were like <laughs> so close. this far apart from yeah. each other. Like I couldn't yeah. squeeze my fat ass through there. Like, <laughs> And then we just went through further around the house, which is like on the side of the hill and just like found our way. In. And I don't know, it just ended up dope. And then Travis, you know. Did his magic. 
and came we out just great. yeah we it fun, looks good. fun fact there's so much cgi in that video but you will never notice it oh yeah oh, I see. I see. <laughs> really yeah because i had to the the board behind brett when he's on the um, oh on the uh remember diving board remember what yes. he said because i was looking at pictures <laughs> last night and yeah. i was like all that's oh. gone i had to do it i had to do that frame by frame throughout the whole video take all that out it says uh where dreams die now he put where <laughs> on one of oh, them really? Yeah, on one. i didn't even notice that that's what i'm saying like one scene you can see where i actually put where dreams die on that board Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because it said something. Can y'all pull that screen? Gnarly. And post that? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It said Very something cool. that we can't repeat. Yeah, yeah it was no, bad. It was but bad. Trav went through. But I kind of wanted you to keep it in. Like, <laughs> nah, I was not. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. That yeah. big dick energy. <laughs> did, you, like, <laughs> did you notice any other like bad writing? There was not that bad. That it was, was like the worst one. Penises and shit. Yeah, like, that I was saw the some penises. That was the worst one, and it was so noticeable. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't. I could not have it there because it would be center of attention during that whole shot. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta. I spent hours just covering that. Just covering it up. So crazy. Good thing you did that. Yeah. It was a good time, though. Overall experience. Just making the song and the video was just, I don't know. Just always feel, nothing feels forced. Like, it's just. It's perfect. I'm with the masses in saying that we need an Alfie and Jet Johnson mixtape, album, EP, whatever y'all got, we need it. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm sure. I mean, it's. Like I'm saying, we're friends. We both make music. It's easy. No, keep happening. Not easy, but it comes organic. You know, it'll For happen. Sure. Yeah, sure. it will. But we also make our own solo shit, so it's not like mm-hmm. we're not fucking Corona and Lime or whatever that group <laughs> Shwayze, was. Yeah. Shwayze, yeah. They, they were pretty tight. But they were. <laughs> Maybe well, we will be. We'll be fucking Coronavirus and Lime. Oh, Don't do God. It. <laughs> coronavirus and Lyme disease. <laughs> Y'all are wild. Lyme disease. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to Alfie here, the man, <laughs> the man of the the podcast. So you got a lot going on with music. You DJ, you bartend, which I mean, I feel like that helps a little bit in the music aspect of you know knowing what people like to hear and this and that. Um, you work with iHeartRadio. That's huge. You got a media degree. This guy plays like three, four different instruments, has a voice of an angel. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, he didn't bloom late for nothing. <laughs> like, I'm excited to see where you take it. I know you said you, you know, you're working on new music. Um, of course, everyone can't wait to see that. Um, what, what else you want to tell the people, man? Um, let me think. I mean, we're about to be on the other side of this whole quarantine thing, and everything's going to start to open back up. Like, what? What are you going to be doing? Like, what's the next, you know? Everything's going to be different, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take a while for things to go back to normal if they ever do, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think initially people will rush out of their homes. Oh, yeah. But for the long term, I think the music industry, all entertainment stuff, mm-hmm. it's all going to change. So just got to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Just ready to adapt with it. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not really working on anything right now, which is kind of disappointing. But... I feel like when I'm ready, it'll just call, it'll, it'll all happen. come out. It'll happen fast. But it, I just you're feel working like, towards that though. Yeah, um, just trying to get inspired, you know, because I don't want to force anything. I just want it to kind of just come out when it's mm-hmm. ready, which is really difficult. But that's the way it should be. You don't yeah. want to force music, you know. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I think that's it, man. Just thank you guys for what you do. You give people a platform. Big whoop to just promote themselves, and mm. it's like the most important thing. It's We've never had anything like this yeah. around here. So. Well, well, we're happy to bring it. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome. So 
Alfie's got Late Bloomer, his debut project, out now on all streaming platforms. They just dropped the single, Jet Johnson and Alfie, Where Dreams Die. They got the music video on YouTube now and on their platforms. Singles on all platforms. Uh, I don't know. That kind of wraps it up. It does. Y'all got anything else? Just make sure you guys check this stuff out for sure. Yeah. It's great quality music from an awesome person from your town. So definitely show them some love. Go on um, Spotify or find them on Instagram. Check their stuff out because um, that means more than you guys could ever know. So definitely peep that stuff. For sure. But, Mike, thank you for coming on. You guys killed it. Where Dreams Die is running up. You guys have no idea. Um, we're the Iron Skillet. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.